0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not doing that anymore. Not doing that anymore. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Our guest is getting a little overzealous, uh, but we have Lily, who's with us. Hello. Who is our producer, and Isabella. Our producer, and we are broadcasting from the Louis Real Arts and Tech Center's Broadcast Media Program, and we're sitting in front of this very cool, I asked him, panel, and I said, what, what, what do you call this panel? It looks like something out of Star Trek. It's got all these colored buttons, most of which mean nothing, just like in the, star, the original Star Trek. So we call it the control panel. So we are state-of-the-art here. We're running a podcast with great producers and a real control panel whatever that means to anybody. I'm Adriano Magnifico. I'm the host. I'm the career entrepreneurship consultant in the Literary Real School Division. And I work in the Arts and Tech Center where they have incredible programs, 13 of them, one of which is the broadcast media program from which this interesting podcast emanates. So we are committed to telling students' stories and asking them about the calls they made and how they came to be and what path they're on and what they look forward to in the hope that other students will listen to them. I'll be honest with you. I use this podcast in my courses and force students to listen to it. And uh, many of them are saying they're, they're quite they're, they're quite inspired by, by our our people who have spoken so far. Lily spoken for us. Isabella has. And last week, Eric Bao did. And um, the stories are meant to be inspirational. They're meant to help people think about what the future can look like and what kinds of decisions are possible. So, in this respect, we have another guest today. His name is Liam Elson, and he's a graduate from the Louisville School Division, a former student of mine at Nelson McIntyre Collegiate. In 2019, he graduated, and now he is a student at the Asper School of Business at the University of Manitoba. Now Liam, welcome.
1: Hello. How you doing? How's everyone doing? How you doing? I'm doing good.
0: You're you're doing good. Now your story is amazing to me because I recall way back at Nelson Mac when you were in grade ten and eleven. I recall way back before Nelson Mac when you used to be a fixture in my household. Do you want to talk about that for (laughs) me?
1: I mean as long as there's nothing embarrassing, sure.
0: Well, go for it. What, tell, um, um, tell
1: them no, how I,
0: you actually know <laughs> me and how we came to know each other. Well, I, when I was a nice young, spray
1: boy. Well, how um, old were you?
0: What were you, three or four years
1: old? I'm um, 19. I, <laughs> uh, I was, yeah, I was like, I feel like I was five or so when I started. I was a little older for sure. But anyway, uh, I was uh, basically, I was at his wife's daycare uh, and she ran daycare out of the house, so I was one of the kids there and got to meet uh, Adriana, and pretty much uh, the story starts there, and it continues on through life. It does. It um, does. And,
0: and and a lot of the things you were doing there, like, do you still like the Wiggles?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. You had to go there. <laughs> <I was laughs> um, the Wiggles guy? <laughs> I have not even heard of them <laughs> since probably okay. I was, like, Five still, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know much.
0: You you introduced me to the wiggles. I, I still watch them with great amazement <laughs> and enjoyment, so I've always been really appreciative of that. But you were
1: super shy I think I got rid of all those movies.
0: <laughs> you got rid of those demons, did you? Well, I. You, you were a shy kid. You always amazed me though, because you were always mm-hmm. playing with numbers. Do you remember that? Like you were always doing stats. What, yeah right? for
1: sports. Do you remember yeah. that? what kinds of things were you? Absolutely. Doing? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I still do this stuff. Like I am just, I've always loved sports numbers. Um, just being able to look at numbers, see different outcomes from them. I, I don't really know. I've just always had an affinity with math. Like I've just been able to understand it really well and uh, you know, looking at that. Um, and then yeah, like, especially with sports, I've just been able to, I don't know. I just, yeah, I like, I like looking at that, like seeing how players perform and, you know, what, what makes them, you know, what makes them important to a team and all that stuff. And yeah, I, I always just, yeah, always been interested in that kind of stuff. Well,
0: you were kind of freaky as a kid doing that because you were so accurate you were so <laughs> into it. And, and you were, you were, uh, you, I mean, I remember you started, I remember reading with you, and thinking, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to read with Liam, um, you know, pulling out uh, you know, The Hungry Caterpillar. And no, you say, no, I'd like, I'd rather read The Iliad if you have it. Like, you, you were that kind of kid. You loved to read. You were reading chapter books at such a young age. You're such a good reader. Like, you, I could see that you were mm-hmm. a really, really bright kid and that you had all kinds of opportunities to exercise your imagination, but in a very quiet way. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Like, like, you were never... Yeah. You're never loud or rude about anything. You're always kind of quiet and just polite. You're a rare human. I still very
1: very much am. (laughs) Very quiet still.
0: That's awesome. But now let's go. So that was a lot of fun. And do you remember we had Mm -hmm. a great moment? Do you remember those great moments where uh, you love superheroes? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. You were always drawing. Yeah, still do. You were a great artist. Do you still draw?
1: Um, do I, I don't really draw, but that's because now I've moved to like digital forms of drawing and designing. So you don't even, do in, in a sense, I still, you don't even doodle. I, notes? I Yeah. You know, actually, no, no I definitely doodle in my notes. So you'll see, there's a bunch of notes from probably last year that I have like a bunch of random drawings. Generally they're like logo concepts or something at this point, but I haven't had as much time to just sit down and doodle. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely do still draw, but I generally, I'm still doing artistic things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I always saw so much talent in you and it, it was always my privilege to be around you and watch your brain in motion and the way you thought and, and just the way you communicated. Uh, I, I always thought something very interesting is going to happen to you. And I think it has over time and it will continue to happen to you over time. There mm-hmm. Now, you were in grade 11, though, in grade 10. You said math is your gig. It always was. And you were, uh, I think Mm -hmm. you were a finalist for a Governor General Medal when you went to your school at graduation. Mm -hmm. And you always um, saw that as something you could do. But in grade 10, it it wasn't Mm -hmm. enough. Like, explain that story about being in grade 10 and just... Knowing that you're great in science and math, which is what school wants you to be all the time, right? Those are the big credits. Be really good at those, yeah, 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 yeah. and then go off and 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 make your way. But you had a different something clicked in you that said, "I want something different." Talk about that story.
1: Uh, um, yeah, I don't like. In general, I, I find that, yeah, like I I was I was always good at good at math, good at science, good at English. Like I just was always had high grades everywhere, but obviously like even within that, like I didn't really gain, like none of them are like a passion of mine. None of them are like something that I absolutely love spending any extra time on, but I always had interest in obviously sports and, and art and design and, and things like that. So when I heard, and I think it was just, uh, you know, ATC and, and the principal coming in and having a conversation at our school and, and showing us the programs at the Arts and Tech Center. And then it just seeing some of those programs, I was like, this seems like something I might want to do and, and to break free of just the, you know, just doing math and doing basic homework, which to me isn't that much fun. So, yeah, I wanted to go and check it out. I went to the open house. Um, and I checked out a couple courses, but the one I had walked into was broadcast media and, uh, yeah, I was sold immediately. This was exactly what I wanted to do. And, um, I knew it was going to be something that I absolutely loved. And so, yeah, I just, I just went for it. And yeah, I mean, best decision I made in high school.
0: Hey, that's a powerful line. The best decision you made in high school was to, was to break off the beaten path that most students Mm -hmm. do to achieve their graduation, get the good marks, um, Mm -hmm. keep your average as high as you can, and then go to university. So tell us about Mm -hmm. your experience in the broadcast media program. What was that like?
1: Uh, Well, uh, okay. Well, I mean, there's, there's lots of things that we did, but I just was immediately able to just learn so much just in terms of, like learning about camera work and and understanding how to use a camera better than I already had. Um, and, and especially like learning a lot of designing programs and all that and sure learning all that stuff, but also having the ability to be, you know, creative and and have that kind of more free will to, you know, I, I guess even like play around with ideas and, uh, different things and being able to, to do that as well as just challenge myself to, to think differently and do different things. Um, you know, I got to experience a lot of great things doing like broadcasts outside of the school. Uh, unfortunately right now can't be done with the pandemic, but, you know, being able to be, you know, trying out different positions like directing events and doing camera work on during a sporting event or even producing events was all just different things and and different roles that really challenged me in a lot of ways. I wasn't just sitting down doing questions all day. I'm sitting there having to think uh, critically. I have to be a problem solver. I have to be able to do a lot of, you know, different things that really ultimately help me in the long run more so than any sort of, you know, math equations going to. So, yeah, I think saying it's the best decision. It's, realistically it it helped me more than anything else that I did in high school.
0: What kind of skills do you think it built in you that the conventional program doesn't?
1: Um, I would say, I I think the biggest is going to be probably your problem solving skills, um, especially around like troubleshooting and, you know, having technical issues and being able to understand what's going on, what's wrong, what you have to change, uh, especially if it's, during a live event or, um, you know, something you don't have the time to really, you know, you know, dilly dowel, you know, don't, you, don't, you don't have the time to, you know, just sit around. You just have to, you have to make those changes and, and be quick on your feet. Um, but also, yeah, just like, uh, thinking critically and being able to, you know, be creative and, and think outside the box sometimes, especially around like, uh, you know, designing things, creating something that may attract an audience, uh, even like uh, editing something and putting a, together a project that's going to be, you know, different. What can I, I say, like, you know, making some short films and stuff that we did in the class, too. That was like, you know, how can we be creative in this aspect, especially with camera work and stuff like that? So I think it, just, it really allows you to be creative as well.
2: Mm hmm. Hey, Liam, I have a question for you because Lily and I are in the broadcast media program and Mm -hmm. there's always something that is challenging for a student here in the program. So, like, for Lily Mm -hmm. was that thing of, like, opening up and being in front of a camera. For me, it's just doing, Mm -hmm. like, some things in After Effects and Photoshop because this is definitely not Mm -hmm. my thing. Tell me, what was the most challenging aspect of this
1: program? Um... I probably relate a lot to Lily in that I was, I was shy. And so opening up was, was something that I had to kind of get used to. And, you know, even just being able to be kind of silly with myself and, and, and be able to joke around and be okay with making a couple mistakes here and there. And, you know, uh, like I never loved being in front of the camera, but over time I started to get used to it. Um, I will say the one thing I didn't like about the course and that's just because it's my own personal thing was having to go out. We often went to other schools and we would do interviews and act as reporters. Being a reporter was probably my least favorite thing to do. And that's just because I don't like having cold conversations with someone that I've never met before and being the lead on that. And so that was just, but it was something I did get better with um, over time and I really learned how to handle it. But yeah, certainly. Certainly, I had a bunch of challenges like that, mostly around interacting with people and being open about just who I am and all that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, but you've come a long way there, Liam. Like, you were shy. When I talk yeah, I know. Is, when I talk about a young <laughs> kid who was shy, I don't think I properly explained it. You, you were really a quiet kid who kind of went mm-hmm. through school doing great things with the prescribed program. And that's why I think what a cataclysmic decision you made to... Mm-hmm to leave the beaten path. Most kids don't do that. That's a choice in school. Yeah. Most kids just follow the path. So when you said it was hard to be a reporter, I think that transformed you because I would yeah. see you all the time. And we did a junior achievement project. Do you remember that? You were in the junior achievement teams. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. For two years. Yep. your ability to, and you are a marketing person, or logo design guy, all these skills you brought from yeah. the arts and tech program, broadcast media program to the junior achievement mm-hmm. team helped you win a number of accolades and awards. Do you remember those? You won the outstanding logo at the Asper School High School mm-hmm. Venture Championship. Yeah. And, and that was um, in grade 11, you were in the competition. In grade 12, you won it. And all the mm-hmm. stuff you learned. And I can tell you, watching you from grade 11 presenting in front of the group in your mm-hmm. sh- in kind of a shy way, but in a way you understand yeah. you have to do it. And then watching you in grade mm-hmm. 12 speak about it effortlessly yeah. And with some, yeah. you know, with some poise and some professionalism, oh man, sometimes you mm-hmm. don't even see, that's always been my, my great gift to watch you and other students just blossom and mm-hmm. you just blossomed in, in grade 12. And I think you sell yourself mm-hmm. short when you said, I hated not selling yourself short, but I get that you didn't like being a reporter, but I, I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. I think it turned you into that award winning logo design designer. Yeah, 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 at the U of M. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I want to say that. Like, even though there are parts of it that I didn't like and there were parts that I struggled with, especially early on, those are the things that ultimately, where those were places where I grew the most by the end of the program. And those are the places that actually had the biggest effect on me. I didn't like them, but they still ended up yeah. being the most impactful part.
0: Yeah, and that's a great message about some of that pain, right? We and Lily and mm-hmm. Isabel and I have talked about some of the great achievements from uh the people we've interviewed have been from the struggle moments, those moments of pain, mm-hmm. those moments where I feel I, I don't feel confident doing this, but I'm gonna venture forward anyway. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that, that was always a very powerful part of of your story. Um mm-hmm. When, now you're at the Asper school and you're doing it all virtually, right? Yeah. What's that like? Yep. Do you, now, do you prefer, like, I'm, th- I'm looking at Liam, the, the former shy kid, versus Liam, the the, <laughs> um, um, the blossoming little flower here. Do you like vir- <laughs> virtually versus being in school? at that?
2: Um,
0: I think,
1: I mean, I found it, I find it a little bit easier for myself being online. Um Mostly because I find a lot of this was like my study patterns and a lot of that. Um, But even in certain classes where we do still have interactions, I actually find the interactions easier when it's online. Because, uh, for example, one of my courses, we use Zoom and he'll put us into like break rooms or rooms of three or four other people. And you have to have conversations in that and discuss about a topic. I found that a lot easier though than when you're actually in the class situation and like break up into groups and you're kind of like, you have that whole, you're looking around like for somebody and it's like when you're someone who's shy, you're not exactly going to be like, yo, Hey, like I, I like I never have been that way. I always just kind of find myself like, as I kind of, you know, someone will pull me into their group eventually. But when you're thrown into a group um, automatically and you're like, here's the group, you have to work with them. And it's like, it's a lot easier for me to just kind of now get going. I can, I can do my, do the task without having that even anxiety inducing side of just trying to find a group. Like, I I don't know. I like that part of it. Um, But in general, yeah, I find in terms of my studying, I'm yeah, like I'm very self-sufficient and self-motivated. So I get all the work done and that's, yeah, that's on that side of it.
0: Okay. Hey, you've also done some summer work, right? Uh, that and and you got some great jobs through the broadcast media program and some of the mm-hmm, connections mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Talk about some of those jobs and what you do with them. Are, are you still working at them as well?
1: Um, I haven't. No, I haven't worked in a while, and that's mostly because uh, mostly because of COVID. Um, but I did get uh, work with, uh, tr- uh, with through the broadcast media program. Uh, in the month of January, which is the last month, uh, we, we would do a placement or some, like, little internship-type thing for the month. Uh, people who may go to, like, CBC or, you know, any, like, networks and stuff. I ended up going to True North Sports and basically got to see the production side of things um, uh, during Jet Games and Moose Games for the month. So, so I got to go see, like, how it's all run and right. everything. Um, yeah, and then through that, uh, eventually the next season after I had graduated, um, I got, you know, called back to do a specific position for Jets games that year. Um, so I ended up running uh, the LED screens, which is like the rings around the arena um, and that are above and below like the scoreboard and stuff like that. So I'm the one, you know, running that during some of the I'm I lead, like, the secondary guys, so I come in when I need to. But, yeah, that's a great opportunity I had uh, to do all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, it's, like, production and all that.
0: So is is it fair to say that was almost like a dream job? You are in sports watching this, doing tech?
1: Uh, Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's an element of a dream job. I think, uh, you know, I've never – I remember someone who honestly has much for like what a dream job would be because I honestly still have no idea what I want to do, which I think is something that people should understand is like, I'm never going to probably even figure it out. (laughs) Um, But, you know, um, it's something that's at that time in my life, that is a dream job. That's awesome. It's an awesome situation to be, to be able to, you know, you go and you basically, you know, you're watching a Jets game, but you know, you get to be a part of the production and, you know, as I got to, you know, you know, more comfortable in that spot, I even got to be a little bit creative with it and, and even try to like make sure I'm fit in the mood and get the crowd going. And that's just, you know, it's, it's such a very interesting situation to be in, especially when you're only like 18, 19. So yeah, it's awesome.
0: Right on. Hey, you know, there's, um, I, I look at what you're doing, like, as as a person who made a call in grade ten to try all these different activities that were different mm-hmm. than you may have considered, or that the school system provided, um, you've collected a lot of dots. We talk about collecting dots here, like with the jets, mm-hmm. with the moose, with all these softwares that you that you've picked mm-hmm. up. Like you've done a lot of thinking, mm-hmm. and now you're at the the Asper School, and you continue mm-hmm. to look for opportunities. Are you still I like what you said. This is part of the journey. This is only mm-hmm. I don't have a dream job because I don't know what that looks like yet. I'm still in formation. I'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to find my path. So, mm-hmm. I really like that attitude. If you had advice for <laughs> a young person who's in high school right now, what what would you say to them? Uh
1: um yeah, so if you're in high school, I mean Yeah, first things first should be, yeah, don't expect to have everything figured out by 18, 19. Like, absolutely don't. Um, Be very open-minded to a lot of things. I think it's it's a great opportunity to try a lot of things out and, you know, see what you like and see what you don't like. But uh, if there is something out there that you really want to do or that you're thinking about doing or you are interested in, you got to just go for it. Um, you know with seeing broadcast as an option and being able to do this in high doing that in high school I was like yeah like you have to take that opportunity because really I mean once you get out of high school I mean everything you know is going to cost more it's going to be more expensive. if you had the opportunity in high school to take that stuff it's it's awesome and especially trying something out so you know, if you yeah, if you're in the school system and you wanted to try out trades, like I think it's 100% worth it, no matter what type of student you are. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah. You just gotta you gotta try things and find what you're looking for. Eventually, you'll find something that you're interested in, and you'll see where that goes. Um, but I think yeah, trying things and really expanding where you like your skills and and what you can do is gonna make you more versatile, more, more adaptable to different situations. And you'll find that more doors are going to be open.
0: But you know what there, Liam, I think Mm -hmm. it all comes back to when you were a little kid in my living room. Mm -hmm. I think it all comes back to that. I see the things you were doing there. And that's why when I, when I talk career development to young Mm -hmm. people, I always ask them, what did you like to do as a kid? And the things you're doing, there's even something you did as a, as a young, as a kid, didn't you run a CFL podcast or something? You were so into sports. Uh,
1: and, and yeah. A couple, couple years ago. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Just
1: go blue. Go ahead. I said go blue. I was just go bombing <laughs> Yeah. Keep going. Keep you, going.
0: But all of those pieces have been a part of you and they continue to grow and nourish and nurture mm-hmm. and, and develop. And the nuances of your career are gonna become more and more evident as you collect more dots and as you meet more people. Yeah. What's been your yeah. network? When you think about the network of high school, which is virtually, to be honest, nothing aside from your teachers, right? I don't mean yeah, to yeah, yeah, the yeah. system, I'm in it. But how has your network taken <laughs> off? With the kinds of people you um, know? Like you can pick up a phone mm-hmm. and ask something, you might have a job lead or something. How is your network taken off a bit?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, my network, I mean, yeah, being able to have, you know, had the, the job placement through ATC and actually be able to see what it's like in the workforce. Yeah. That opens up a lot. So now I have, of course, a couple of contacts now at, at true North. And so, you know, not only is, you know, the guys who hired me, but other people I've worked with in that time. And so, yeah, like absolutely my network opens up immensely through that. Um, you you also know. And Do you,
0: you remember? You also did some fast food. Like your first job. Do you remember your first job? You were looking for work and you yeah. couldn't find work. Do you remember that? You were in grade 11, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The hardest thing in the world was to find uh, yeah. a part-time job, which is odd because yeah. there's part-time jobs everywhere in this town. Not in COVID time, but mm-hmm. during that time. Mm-hmm. And you worked at, mm-hmm. I think you worked at a fast food place, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I worked at Tim Hortons.
0: How how important was that to you? Because you talked about that too as uh, almost a foundational um, thing for you.
1: Yeah, I think I think one thing, like one thing I I, I get annoyed with with some people is that they they say, oh, "I'll never work in a fast food restaurant." I'll never, and I'm like, although I can almost understand maybe where you're coming from, I think I look at it as it's a place that you learn a lot of things, um, and it really really like it's important that you get that kind of experience just working even in a very base fast food food restaurant. Um, you know, at the Tim Hortons I was at, it was a newer Tim Hortons. So we didn't have as much staff as some of the other ones. Um, so again, I had to learn a lot more than I might've at other stores, but I got to learn how to do different things, how to kind of manage, you know, the entire store. Like, <laughs> I had, to, yes. I had to learn all these different things and I learned, you know, obviously customer service and being able to interact with people and if there's problems, you know, how do I handle them? Being able to, again, problem solving is, I, I think is a very important skill um, but also being, you know, fast and, uh, you know, punctual, get there on time and, and, you know, just being ready to tackle whatever problems come in your way and I think it's just, it's very, very... Um, very important. Actually, the other thing, too, is teamwork. And that's, that's a huge thing, especially in a fast food restaurant where things are going by so fast, you need to be able to work really well within a group of people. So, and that's a yeah, great point. Lots of different things.
0: That's a really great point about the experience of working in fast food. Because my experience, too, is that employers like to see that on your resume. Because they understand mm-hmm. some of the tension, some of the pace, some of the work ethic that's involved. Mm-hmm. And actually, the customer service component you spoke about. They understand Mm -hmm. that you're getting some training in that. So it never hurts a young person to go to a fast food space. So I'm really really glad you said that. Mm -hmm. Lily's got something. Yeah, Aline, I I learned that you have worked for uh, several,
1: let me say, industries. Just now you said the fast food and you work for some kind of uh, sports things. And some is linked with broadcast
0: and media. So it seems like you're a kind of very uh, planned people and you have this kind of uh, vision about your uh, life of things. So what will be the next step for you? Do you have any plan?
1: Uh, It's a very interesting question. Um, I would say, though, I'm not actually that planned. Um, I I, I mean, maybe I don't feel that way, Uh, but I, I, I feel like... I, I do plan out things and like, I have an idea of where I might be going, but generally I'm still going with the flow most of the time. Uh, and I just take opportunities when they come. And so when I've seen all those opportunities, whether it's working with fast food, you know, staying in the broadcast media program, mm-hmm. I've just, it's been able to, now I attack that, uh, that opportunity. Um, In terms of where I'm going next, I mean, obviously I'm in, I'm in business now, like I'm learning business at Asper at U of M. -hmm. Um, My plan after that is to potentially go to Red River and learn more, um, you know, more uh, stuff around broadcasting or graphic design. And that might be the path I I truly want to take, but yeah, I'm still really very much just, you know, looking for opportunities and seeing what comes up and, and, you know, expanding my, my skill set. Well,
2: yeah, I just love this, (laughs) that you're trying new things all the time. And, um, Mm -hmm. like you said about working at Tim Hortons and how that challenged you to, you know, take care of everything and managed it. And then you, Mm -hmm. you did broadcast medium program and also had to tackle different challenges. Um, And now as a business student, um, you just said that you might um, go ahead and study more things related to broadcasting because you loved that design portion. So tell me, Mm -hmm. how do you want to maybe blend what you're learning now with what you've learned already?
1: Uh, that's okay. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, I've just, I've had a of, I, I found that like, yeah, I, I, I think as, as Aunt, uh, Adriana said too, like a lot of the things that I did as a kid, I found that that's where I get attached to. So I think a lot of the stuff that I've learned in the past have, there's been both sides of like, sure, the business side of, of, you know, learning and working at Tim Hortons or, you know, Asper, um, but also like learning the broadcasting side of things, which ties back to my passions, and potentially going on to learning graphic arts. I think I can see that like both sides of it could be very important for me in the future in terms of, uh, you know, being in a position where maybe I can be creative while at the same time still have the business side of things that I can be super successful in that way. Um, I think like one thing that's important learning business side of things is potentially and maybe this is one job that I may consider as a dream job is being a self employed graphic artist or broadcaster and being able to if I'm doing that, like how can I still run my business that way? So that's kinda of where the business side seems to come in too. So if I ever wanted to be, you know, on my own, like that might that will that can easily bring all those things together where I have the business side and, you know, the creative and technical
0: side. Hey, that's amazing. That's amazing. You know what? People use the expression life go, comes full circle. I, I don't think it does for you. I think your circle ever, ever widens and ever expands. And uh, mm-hmm. as, as you continue to seek and find, I know there's a Star Trek analogy in here somewhere, but as, <laughs> as, as you do that, explore strange new worlds to seek out new life and new civilizations to boldly go where no man has gone before but uh, i think as your circle expands things are going to become clearer to you like the things you've expressed here mm-hmm. when you said i'm i'm thinking entrepreneurially i'm thinking i might want to start my own you are on the verge of of discovering the great skills and and pieces in which you're comfortable in which you're and engaged in which you're excited it, that will move you and connect you to all mm-hmm. kinds of new networks. So Liam, I'm so happy for mm-hmm. you because I, again, I've yeah. seen you as a little guy, you know, re- <laughs> re- reading the Odyssey in my house. And I, I've, I've always thought something cool is going to happen to you. And now I'm, I'm witnessing it. I'm watching you in action and mm-hmm. something real cool mm-hmm. happen to you only because yeah. you're on the path. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. on the exploratory path. And some kids get in the, mm-hmm. the uh, the motive. I don't know what to do, and I love your advice. Just go mm-hmm. do it. Whatever it yeah. is, just go do it, and don't worry about the outcome. Worry about the connectivity to you, and how it gravitates to you, mm-hmm. and whether there is some great value in you being there. And I suggest there will always be value in you trying something different and stepping outside your comfort mm-hmm. zone because mm-hmm. you did that as a person from day one in the time I met you. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm so proud of you, Liam. I, I congratulate you and everything you yeah. Been. And, um, yeah, thank you. and being our fourth guest on the <laughs> adventures in Careerland podcast, I have to say, Liam and I kind of thought this up a year ago and now it's, uh yeah. and he's busy with Asper, but, uh, and, and we're doing it with, um, with a great production team at the broadcast media group here, uh, broadcast media program at the arts and tech center. Mm-hmm. But Liam was also someone who saw this storytelling venture as an opportunity to inspire. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I can say to you, I think you've been a real inspiration to young people who are thinking, what should mm-hmm. I do when I'm in grade 10? And where are mm-hmm. some of the places I go for my uh, thinking, my possibilities mm-hmm. and some of my own decision-making Well, you go inside, you go deep inside and mm-hmm. you, know, you, you search your soul a little bit and you take a few chances along the way. So congratulations, mm-hmm. man you've uh you've been yeah, an inspiration you today. So no i, I just <laughs> I, I just love that you've consented to do this and i love that you mm-hmm. broke free and from that regular path and you said mm-hmm. i'm gonna do it my way and i hope mm-hmm. you continue to do that anything else you want to say yeah. there liam and any final parting shot to us
1: um yeah uh, I think I just just to reiterate like just go out and, and try things because that'll be the greatest thing you can do especially when you are young when you you know you know when you, you still don't have any clue what to do it's, it's just trying things and eventually something will click something will will be like this is exactly what I want to do or this is at least something I'm interested in doing and, and you'll just find it so it, it's just try something new and if an opportunity comes, don't talk yourself out of it. Try and try and take it on and try and do it. Cause I think that's going to be probably the biggest thing you can do. Um, and it'll, it'll be something that you'll probably carry on for the rest of your life.
0: That's awesome, man. And I suspect some young people are going to start climbing a mountain so they can come to you for advice and you will dispense it <laughs> as needed. Certainly for a fee. I hope anyway, thank okay. You. thanks for doing this, Liam. You're you're an inspiration. And that's the end of our podcast today. It's Adventures in Career Land. And I would give you the but we have real music now. (laughs) So congratulations on our team for finding music at last.
2: Yay. (laughs) Yay. It's
0: so nice to have uh Liam. Thank you. Thank you, Liam.
1: Liam, thanks for Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. And yeah, come will... back sometimes to our program. <laughs> right on. Right on. I think yeah. we have a couple of new fans here. So, And because you've done broadcast media and they've seen your success, they're getting all excited about it. Yeah, their sure. Po- they're in the program and their own potential success. So congratulations on all that.
2: That's the end of the program yeah, today.
0: So no, thank you. And that's the end of the program for today, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody.